Hey there, this is Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E6 of Pretty Little Liars, The Remains of the A. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, we are. I'm not sure if that reference to The Remains of the Day really has anything at all to do with this episode, but sure. Yeah, I, I don't know that people would really ever put, like, Kazuo Ishiguro in the same <laughs> sentence as Pretty Little Liars. I'd like to see it happen, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I've read the book um, or seen the movie. I saw the movie when I was like probably 14 in like a hotel somewhere. It was extremely boring. It's like old British people who are butlers who kind of regret their lives. A lot of like staring out the window and feeling sad and having like stiff upper lips. Yeah. That's not what PLL's about. No. This episode is written by Maya Goldsmith, one of the regular writers, directed by Norman Buckley, one of the regular directors. Mm-hmm. I think he might be the main director. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to look. But that that dude, like, he's always, like, you tweeting mean out after pictures. after Chad Lowe, right? Yeah, of course, after Chad Lowe. Yeah, I think he's one of, like, it's, seemingly he's, like, on the staff or something. Like, he's always directing episodes. Um hmm. So let's let's get into it. This is a fun one. Yeah. Episode six, season three, Pretty Little Liars. Okay, so we start off with like Spencer and Hannah are kind of racing through the hospital there and and Spencer's just like, slow down, Hannah. I almost tripped over a catheter back there that was still attached to somebody. <laughs> I assume that Hannah's in a hurry because she doesn't like hospitals. Yeah, she doesn't like hospitals, sick people or old people. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, she had her weird experience in the hospital in season one. Yeah. Um, Hannah wants to basically uh, trade Garrett's note with a fake note, one that they can use to like meet and lure A into a trap. And I love that like Spencer's like, yeah, I know the plan, Hannah. I came up with the plan. And Hannah is like, I was wondering why you're asking me that. <laughs> <laughs> so the the note is going to say that they're going to meet at the Rosewood Church because Hannah's had to spend all this time there recently mm-hmm. doing volunteer stuff. So she she knows the place. Yeah, so you get the impression that this is maybe a few days after the previous episode, at least. Uh, maybe, maybe like a day. I mean, yeah, well, who knows? Yeah. Um, but Spencer, you know, is positive that if A shows up, it'll be Lucas because he had the pills. And Hannah is on fucking fire in this episode. She says, fine, if it's Lucas, then I'll show up with a paddle and I'll finish what I started at the lake. <laughs> and Spencer's just like, wow, I am impressed. Yeah. Hannah's traded in her uh, breakup sweats for some fatigues. And so they're going to forge this note using a, you know, like a yellow notepad and the old note as a reference. And Hannah does the writing because apparently she is a master at forging signatures because she used to always write notes from her mom, just cut class. <laughs> but yeah, we find out that Hannah, like her, her big thing this season, this episode is that she wants payback because A broke mm-hmm. Caleb up. She's it's like, of, I broke you and Caleb up? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's tired of feeling like bad about it, and she wants payback now. Um, she's going to fuck some shit up. So Hannah goes into the hospital room you know, where Garrett's mom's still in a coma. And it's basically like as soon as she starts like putting that replacement note under the the bracelet, Miss Reynolds starts like you know twitching and flatlining. She codes. And, yeah, she codes. And so Spencer and Hannah get the fuck out of there. Yeah, they run away as like nurses run into... Uh, you know, restart Mrs. Garrett's mom's uh, heart. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting action-packed opening there. 
Yeah, and then Spencer and Hannah just run away. Well, it's interesting. You get a lot of Hannah and uh, Spencer in this episode, which is not the pairing you usually get. Yeah, um, they, they're definitely leading the action this episode. And Ari and uh, Emily just have some stuff on the side. Let's talk about Ari. Yeah, so um, at, we're at Ezra's par- apartment, and they're talking about Arya's going on like her first official gig with uh, Annie Hall, the photographer, to Bucks County. Bucks County. We've heard of that place before. I think didn't like Toby get a job there for a while. Uh, I think Toby will get a job there. Um, but the whole time that they're talking about it, Arya is texting Spencer about the hospital situation, and I love that Arya's one of her texts to uh, Spencer is just "OMG, did she die?" <laughs> and then Spencer replies, "No, she stabilized." I just want like people to hang out with Arya and be like, "Holy fuck, Arya! Like this crazy fucking thing happened with me. Like when I was hanging out with you and somebody like texting me weird shit, blah blah blah." And Arya's like, "But did you die?" Well, no. well, the great thing about that text is that she's having this like morning conversation with Ezra while she's texting this. A very just kind of distracted look on her face, like, "OMG, did she die? Yeah. What was that, Ezra? Oh, I don't know." Blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, so she's well, she's not only doing that, but she's also got like an iPad in the other hand, like looking up directions right. because uh, Diane Keaton doesn't like to drive with other people in her car, so they have to take separate cars to this gig. And then so Arya's just like, by the way, you know, nonchalantly, I'm going to ask you this. How bad do you think it'll be if I cancel on her? <laughs> and Ezra, like, almost, like, spits his coffee out. He's just like, how bad would it be if you canceled on your first day of work? Uh, I don't think you're going to get a second day of work. Yeah. And Arya's like, oh, hmm, he, She just doesn't really want to work. And so Ezra has to tell her, like... You know, you wouldn't have gotten hired if uh, your boss didn't think you were up to the task. And well, so he, but he, he interprets it as she's having doubts about her ability to do this job, which when is it, not Arya's thing. I think in reality, Arya's worried that this is going to cut into her time of being a. You know? Yeah, or just, I mean, I think even being a is like a second time position to Arya, just being the wacky hormonal monster that is Arya. <laughs> so. Um, this leads into a, a goofy little picture-taking montage where Ezra oh, Ezra Christ. makes her take some pictures to, like, you know, cheer her up and say, you're a good photographer. You this know, is... girls worry about, like, uh, like some, some nude pics from their boyfriends might get out on the internet. This is what Ezra needs to worry about right here, that these pictures ever see the light of day. This is the weirdest, goofiest photo shoot montage of all time. Like, just, like, Ezra making all these, like, goofy poses. Just and really goofy. Faces. Um, like the song at one point he's like t-bowing yeah the song playing is like this like dorky song where the lyrics are just like you make me so happy la 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 like <laughs> yes it's, it's terrible but uh during this yeah, like he puts time, a newspaper between his teeth like what are you doing ezra <laughs> <laughs> i know you're trying to cheer up your girlfriend but eee. yeah yeah you, you burn like, those negatives that's all i'm saying <laughs> Destroy that old antique, old-timey camera that you bought her that cost a fortune. But uh, during all this, we, we see a side of Ian Harding, which I don't think I've ever seen before, which made me just write down in my notes, uh, with a little bit of shit-talking here, that Ian Harding is basically what I think Seth MacFarlane wishes he looked like. Burn. Yeah. 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 I went there. Um, so later at Ezra's apartment, Arya's putting on her socks and shoes, and Ezra's, like, showering. Ezra's gonna take a lot of showers this season, apparently. 
He's, it's his is apartment, the, but he's going to be dismissed from the room whenever she needs is it. Is showering the shorthand for, like, they fucked, but we didn't show it? I really thought so at first, because I, I really thought that, like, she got what she needed, she hit it and quit it. Well, because she's... in the process of quitting it. Oh, so this is, you know, we've cut to later, we're coming back to them. Ar- Ezra's in the shower, Arya's looking for her sock. So I, I feel like there's the suggestion there like maybe they're worried about showing it a lot because it's like this inappropriate relationship mm-hmm. but it definitely it, a lot of showers happen as as though you know sex was just had and now he's going to go shower i think you could make the argument uh, when we talk about like gender role reversal in the show that mm-hmm. like if this was a male character now putting on their some article of clothing like yeah. it would be 100 percent yes the metaphor is they just had sex yeah for sure if it was already in the shower yeah um so she can't find like a sock or something. Who knows? That leads her, of course, to go check and see what's like an Ezra sock drawer, which has a ton of like rolled up wads of bills in it. Well, it's got like a like a gallon sized Ziploc bag, and in that bag are all these like cash rolls, just like just little like rolled up or folded in half, like wads of cash. Mm-hmm. And she kind of freaks out and looks around like Ezra's just getting out of the shower, and so she very quickly puts her shoe on without the sock and he's like okay i gotta go and he's like wait wait you know and he like he like rushes out in the towel to kiss her and she's like bye you know peace out it's a really weird thing because he he runs out like like with a robe that he's basically pulling closed well after leaving (laughs) the bathroom like you know obviously they don't they don't show anything like you know below the waist it's all wasting up but it's like basically like Ezra's just like flashed for the whole butcher shop. Suddenly this just turned into HBO. Yeah, he just yeah he walks out swinging around. Yeah, what would the fans think of that? Were they just <laughs> like their brains? All those teenage girls and their brains just explode. You can't follow that goofy fucking photo montage <laughs> with like a flaccid dick shot. Like you <laughs> just can't do it. Ezra walks out with a swinging dick, and they're all the fans of the show just like shit themselves. They're like, "Hold, what the fuck." What if, okay, so like, say there's two opportunities here. Like, there's the Ian Harding's pretty bold, mm-hmm. and he just comes out with whatever he's working with. Or he comes out with, like, the prosthetic, like, Dirk Diggler slash oh, yeah. dick. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's pretty awkward. Like, Ari just gives him, like, this quick dismissive well, she, kiss. She just, like, immediately bails. Yeah. Yeah. And Ezra's just like, you know, Ezra's like this, like, well, that was weird. But I kind of think, like, is it weird, Ezra, or is this what you deal with every other time? Arya comes over. Yeah. It's like, mm, she probably just got a weird text and, and bailed for no particular reason. Because that almost never happens in our life together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, meanwhile, we're at the Eperos Grill. Yeah, a little, little interlude here. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, we'll just say that before Arya shows up, Hannah and Spencer are talking about stuff of Jason. With let's, let's, let's just get all that out here. Yeah. There's no other place to put it. So... Arya is going to enter the scene at some point. Uh, Spencer's talking to Hannah at the Apple Arya's going to enter grill. every scene at some point. Spencer's talking to Hannah about some info she got from Jason. Uh, the prosecution's case against Garrett is crumbling right now, and so they really need to find out like what this Al- April Rose thing is. Mm-hmm. This is going to be tough to say April Rose, the Apple Rose Grill. Um, <laughs> and so they're speculating that uh, they they need to get to this April Rose person before Ada's. And there's there's some guesstimation that maybe Maya had had found some tapes of like Valley shit on it, and that's how she fits in this the mm-hmm. NAT club. Maybe or something or other. Maybe April Rose has the tape. 
and then maybe they talk about maybe A is working for Garrett, and then they're like, no, no, that doesn't make sense. Garrett would be working for A. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that stuff later. But yeah, so eventually Arya shows up, you know, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And Hannah is like, finally, I am starving. Spencer's like, yeah, me too. Do you want to put some cheese fries? And Hannah's like, no, I want my own. <laughs> Such like a weird little non sequitur to put oh, in. Oh, Hannah's there. awesome this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a weird non sequitur, but Hannah's awesome this episode. So Hannah mentions that, you know, uh, something with the church, we'll get into that, but the church will be crawling with people. So this plan of, you know, trying to in, in, in capture A, entrap A. Oh, yeah, because they're going to they're gonna stake out A at this church, but now, like, something's come up. There's going to be people there. Yeah. And so now the plan is that the uh, Spencer and, and Arya are going to be occupied. So Spencer, or, I'm sorry, Emily and Hannah, they're not going to try to confront A. They're just going to hide and watch. Like, they at least want to see who, who this person is. Or right. who they they assume it will be A showing up, or at least somebody who's helping A. Well, I love that, like, uh, you know, Hannah's just like, the plan has changed. And Spencer's mm-hmm. like, it's not a plan. It's a side mission. <laughs> <laughs> and so Spencer's like, well, Hannah, like, be careful and wear sensible shoes. And Hannah says, hey, I wear three inches or I wear nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hannah gets up and she's like, order me a salad to go with my cheesy fries so I can soak up the grease. And then Hannah's just like, gonna go drop a deuce. <laughs> In case you guys are wondering. Yeah. So then Spencer turns to Arya. The pool. Arya. Arya's acting kind of spacey. As she's very much trying to communicate. Somebody asked me about myself. So well, Spencer I, I, says, <laughs> Arya, what's with you? You're acting like a pod person. I, I wanted like, Spencer to just like look over. Because like, Arya has this bizarre, pensive mood on her, on her face. And Spencer should just be like, oh shit. You haven't talked about yourself in five minutes. I know it's bad, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But uh, Arya starts asking all these weird questions to Spencer, basically to confirm that you know that reward that Jason was offering. How much was that? And Spencer's like, "Well, that was fifty thousand dollars." Arya's like, oh, "Okay, was it all in cash?" And Spencer's like, "Yeah." Well, well, she's like, "I don't know." Uh, but then Arya's like, "Would it be weird if you had that much cash just lying around?" And Spencer says, if you have that much cash lying around, you probably have a bomb shelter and five years of dehydrated meat. Dehydrated meat. And Arya kind of smiles at this, and then Spencer says, or you're a criminal. And Arya frowns. Yeah. And Spencer says, I do want my own cheese fries. Yeah. Good move, Spencer. You don't want to get trapped in, like, Arya's ponderings. Also, like, when you were first watching this, did any part of you just think, like, Ezra's, like, dealing coke? Or something in Rosewood or something? No part of me thought that. Okay. (laughs) What crossed my mind is that perhaps... I was thinking, like, did Fitz get the reward? He doesn't know anything. But I thought, what if he used his knowledge of, like, Arya and, like, like, got info out of her that she didn't realize she was giving up? Mm -hmm. And then fed that to Jason, like, behind her back? How much info do you really need to give Jason? To get a reward, I wonder. Yeah, what what exactly is fifty grand by you? Yeah, I, I don't think Jason's like the toughest, shrewdest cookie. Like no matter what Jason wants you to think. No, I don't think so. Um, so later at Ezra's place, Ezra's just like chilling on the couch, watching an old movie, drinking a beer. We sadly don't know what the movie is. Um, we should say this is very late in the episode. The Arya doesn't have much to do in this episode. Yeah, it's it's like it's at nighttime too. Like it's some kind of old western. And Arya comes home. Um, it's a very weird scene because, like, you would think almost that Arya is much older the way she's depicted in this episode. Because Ezra how, makes a joke at one point about them having. You. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, Ezra makes a joke about how they kind of have to pool their resources, you know, because their funds in the apartment or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're a couple. Um, and she's basically coming home, you know, after her job. Like, very much yeah. like the girlfriend who this is her boyfriend's house and that's where she comes home to. Like, not like this is a girlfriend or like, well, a, like a high school girl. Let me just interject here because Ezra, he's watching a, like an old Western. Yeah. Is that like the only channel he has? Is like the old movie channel. Um, when you're dating Arya, yeah. Like, wouldn't it be great if she walked in the door kind of unexpectedly and he had like sports in her on? And he's just like, oh, oh sorry, I, uh, you know, I, I kicked a remote. I just didn't feel like getting up. To if take he had channel. Sports Center on when Arya walked in, she'd be like, "I know this is your apartment and all, but you're sleeping on the couch." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there's like, I, I try to think of all the channels he could have on. That would that, and how they would all just offend Arya in some unique way. Like if you know she came home and he was watching like Disney or something. Why would he like, be watching Disney? He's like, she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, they probably have only like Turner Classics, and that's it. Maybe he might be allowed to watch like Mad Men. I I I would love to read that blog like the you know because you know like Arya and ezra probably have like they're like that couple that have a blog of their own about what movies they're watching and like okay. their reviews mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah internet make that happen <laughs> Arya's mad men blog yes just Arya's like movie Pete was blog. a real asshole this week <laughs> uh yeah so anyway Arya comes in Arya's acting very just kind of cold and distant and he's like everything okay at work and she's like yeah no, I broke a bunch no, of shit. I, I, I just <laughs> fucked up the entire day, and I'm wondering, like, did she get fired? We don't know. Um, but will you, will you she, ever she, like, this job again? I don't know. I, I we'll find out. But she talks about how she's like using the wrong light meters and like breaking shit and wrong lenses. Like, she just fucked up all day at this job, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm sorry, I was distracted because I saw it was in your sock drawer." And Esther's like, "Right." Yeah, I, I guess I could see how that would be distracting. And she really has to kind of pull it out of him. Like, what What the fuck is that? Why do you have money? You know, all that money. It's almost like a weird villain move, that thing where she says that to him. And it's it's pretty bold. Well, he's, like, it's like he's stalling to think of a good yeah, reason. Yeah, he does that thing where he turns his back to her. And he's just like, yeah, I could see where that would be distracting for you. You know, mm-hmm. like he's like looking for like the crossbow or like the poison he's going to serve her or whatever. But he basically says that he sold like an old car that his grandfather left him. He was like hoping to restore it someday, but now some dude owns it and Ezra has a sock drawer full of cash. The 67 Jag. Yeah. Yeah. He's hoping to restore it, but he needs the money and he got cash so the guy could have a break on his taxes, which does not add up. It would be so Ezra could have a break on his taxes because he's the one getting the income. Yeah. The guy would want to claim that on his taxes as an yeah. expense. Yeah. Um, which, you know, makes it even fishier. But Arya is like, well, I just wonder why you didn't say anything. And he's like, well, I guess I didn't expect you to go like snooping through my sock drawer. And Arya's like, how dare you? I want Arya to be like, all the drawers are mine. <laughs> all of them. All of your drawers belong to Arya. Um, in, in every way that that has meaning. Uh, <laughs> so Ezra fin- finally says, because it's embarrassing, you know, six months ago I was a professor, now I'm answering one ads for webzines and reusing coffee filters. And Arya's just like, reusing coffee filters? The horror. Ew. I understand. <laughs> yeah. And then so they, she, you know, she relents and she sits down. 
puts her arm around her, and they're going to watch this like stupid Western. I mean, I don't recognize this Western, so I'm going to assume it's not a very good one, because yeah. I know the good ones. Um, and then he, he like very shadily like looks back at the soft dra- sock drawer with like, you know, weird malicious intent in his eyes. Like, uh, it's the look like any other show. It's the look that communicates like, thank God she didn't look in the drawer that had the human heads in it. Yeah. It, he's up to something. It, uh, like, that, that was like not the truth. Yeah. Is like, the impression he gets. Thank God she didn't find the drawer that has all the panties that don't belong to her in them. Or do belong to her, and she's wondering where they went. Yeah. <laughs> step one, still Arya's panties. Step two, step three, profit. Yeah. So uh, let's let's cut over to Hannah. Yeah. Uh, Hannah comes to see Emily at the brew and kind of fills her in on on what went down and they planted the note. Well, she's like victoriously like telling her how she <laughs> placed the note, and, and Emily's and, just like, "How? You're well, scared of old people." Yeah. Emily says, "But you're scared of old people." And Anne says, yeah, and apparently they're scared of me, too. I touched that woman, and she nearly croaked. I wanted, like, like I wanted Hannah to, like, like, throw up her hand, like, give me that high five. <laughs> I earned it. I almost killed a woman today. Um, But, yeah, she she says that she has, she's found the address for the location of the, the jacket that Emily, like, the pickup location for where they found Emily's jacket that was turned into the church yard sale or whatever. Um, so they make plans to go by there later and check it out before heading to the church. Yeah, that, night that by the way, extremely convoluted. Yeah. It's like, here's the address of the place that the clothes donations came from that had your jacket in it from that night. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so cut to later on that fucking guy, Ted volunteer talking, coordinator, Ted volunteer coordinator, Ted is trying to like talk, chat up Hannah at they're like outside the church, sorting more clothes. Uh, he's so fucking lame. He, uh, he says something about, like, Cat Stevens. He, well, it's, it's even weirder. He's talking about, like, some of the clothes that are in there. He's, like, trying to make, mm-hmm. you know, small talk of Hannah. And he holds up, like, a pair of, like, cowboy boots. And he says that he used to have a pair just like these that he wore in order to look like Cat Stevens. And Hannah says something about, like, she basically says, like, uh, where's your coonskin cap or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 you mean Davy Crockett, not Cat Stevens. And Hannah just has her this look on her face like, number one, I don't give a shit. Number two, why are you still talking to me? Yeah. Number three, go away. Yeah. Number four, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting just that Hannah was organizing the clothes by seasons. And so part of me like wanted to, like if we weren't trying to power through the episode, I wanted to like break down like which season would you apply to each girl? Obviously, Ooh. Hannah is the summer, right? Hannah's summer. Spencer is winter. Um, Arya is fall. Emily spring. That's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, then you know, like volunteer coordinator Ted's asking about Ashley. You know, is she gonna be here today? And and Hannah's like, no. Um, and so then he oh, he says to Hannah, like, I want to invite you again to the party. And Hannah's like, what party? And he's like, the one I just made the announcement about 15 minutes ago? And Hannah's the look just on like, her face. <laughs> she's like, obviously I wasn't listening to you, you weird, gross old man. Oh, God, the look on her face is so good. Like, she just kind of, like, shrugs and just like, like, what of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got a problem that I wasn't listening to you? Fuck off. And, and he's just like, he just kind of gives her this look like, oh, my God. He just kind of, like, sighs and just goes <laughs> with it. It's a thank you party for the volunteers. Well, and Hannah's like, yeah, well, thanks, but no thanks. Mr. I'm busy. T- Mr. Teddy, you're obviously looking to get some with Ashley. 
Right. So he has to kind of be nice to her. Right. I just kind of had an LOL that like his name is Ted. I kind of thought of John Ritter, like in Buffy. Exactly. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hannah's look on his face just says, this guy is so fucking lame. But yeah. then she's like, oh shit. Tonight, a party at the church? You know, I'm double booked. Well, first he's just like, uh, oh, that's too bad. You haven't partied until you've partied in a church rec room. And, like, if Hannah had a beverage in her hand, she would have thrown it in his face or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it takes a moment before Hannah eventually realizes, like, like oh, shit, like, this ruins her plans. Because the church was, like, the linchpin of her, her ace thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a little later, Ashley shows up to pick up Hannah. And Hannah's just like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, but Ashley's like, hey, uh, you know, let's uh, just hang out a little. Kind of wanted to go say hi to Ted. This is after the uh, the meetup at the... I'm going to go for it on purpose here. The April Rose Grill. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she has this great line. Like, Let me introduce you to the art of conversation, Hannah. Hi, how are you? How was your day? Now you say, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Hannah calls Ted a goober and Ashley gets kind of defensive. Yeah. Uh, but then she's like, well, look, I'm the goober's date tonight. And Hannah's just like, what? Yeah, she's like, like she's like, like goofily. Are disgusted. you fucking serious? Yeah. And Ashley's just like, eh, it's fine. Like, you know, like you don't like because Santa starts talking about like, you can't come because I'm going. And Ashley's like, look, like we're both old enough. We can, you know, I'm not going to hold your hand through this. We can just drive here together. And so Hannah then has to lie and say like, no, no, no we have to come separately because uh, Toby's coming with me. Yeah. And Ashley's like, why would Toby be coming to you? She's like, she's flat out like, why is Spencer's boyfriend taking you to a dance? By the way, it's a dance now. And she's like, is this about hurting Caleb? And uh, Hannah's just like, oh, no, uh, there's like uh, some like do-gooder creep who's like giving me a hard time. You know, like Toby's just going to be there to like, you know, get him to leave me alone. Just like her lies are spiraling out of control. Yeah, yeah. But like, I love it. Like the... uh it's just kind of accepted like toby's block of wood presence will deter some <laughs> oh i can't wait to talk about that but um uh like i wanted i mean how badly did you want at one point after ashley reveals that she's going as volunteer coordinator ted's date for hannah to be like you know i haven't shoplifted anything from this church sale right <laughs> like i'm not in trouble yeah like, you, you don't, don't you don't <laughs> need to do anything I, I don't know what impression you may have gotten yeah, like, I, this isn't necessary, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> um, so then we get a real quick scene of, like, Hannah's in Spencer's room. Um, I think how Spencer leads off with, it's actually called the thank you dance. Like, they're just all, like, so skeeved by this lame fucking church dance. Yeah. Um, Spencer's just been pouring through lots of info on Garrett, been spending a lot of time in the library. Uh, she's even oh, hit up the... What's that? Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to point out that Hannah is like, I don't care what the dance is called. I need you to get Toby to come with me. Yeah. And Spencer says, it's bad enough that I canceled on a date with him, like, without forcing him to go on one with you. Yeah. We're skipping over some Spencer and Toby stuff, which we'll get to in Spencer's section. But, uh, no, 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 let's just let's do it all here. We don't need to come back to this. So Hannah's like, well, I'm sorry I couldn't come up with a better lie, you know. And she says, it was like my mouth is talking before my brain could catch up. And yeah. Spencer just, like, gives her an eyebrow. Yeah. 
Yeah, you sure you want to let that that sentence hang there, Hannah? Yeah. yeah. And Hannah's just like, shut up, whatever. Like this plan's falling apart, falling apart. Of us, you know? I just I thought this was funny. It's basically like that scene in Captain America two where like Nick Fury asks for a favor, and Robert Redford is like, sure, but you have to get Iron Man to stop by my granddaughter's dirt birthday party, <laughs> and not just stop by. Toby's got a mingle. You know yeah. <laughs> Only in this universe, Toby's the exact opposite of Iron Man. Exactly. Um, yeah, Toby's got a mingle. Yeah, so uh, Spencer's like, look, I am taking this seriously. I've been researching at the library every waking moment. Like, they know my name there. She's got these old police academy Which rosters. they already knew her name. Yeah. Yeah, really. She's got these old police academy rosters she's been going through to see if April Rose was someone that Garrett trained with. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, you think a cop is involved? Like, Wilden? And Spencer's like, I don't know, you know, and, and then they have this conversation where Spencer's like, you know, I, I thought we were done with all this, you know, and when things got really bad last year, I used to fantasize about what my life would be like if I never met Allie. And Hannah's like, yeah, I've, I've had that fantasy. And Spencer says uh, her life would just be about getting into college, basically. Uh, but if she never met Allie, she wouldn't be friends with Hannah. Yeah. And so, ah, and so yeah. Spencer's like, I'll get Toby. Well, it, it, it's a great it's a great sequence, and she plays it really well. Like Train Bell, sorry, plays it really well because she, she's just like it's kind of out of nowhere, though. She's just like you know this happened. I never would have met you. Mm-hmm. Pause. What time do you want Toby to pick you up? Yeah, and Hannah look, says, obviously Spencer can make this happen. Hannah says, "If we stop Mona, we can stop this person." Yeah. Um. So basically, then Spencer like kicks Hannah out, so she can go back to doing more like studying slash reading slash research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, cut to the dance. Hannah and, Hannah and Toby show up at this lame ass dance. Toby's Toby, wearing a suit. Toby's wearing a suit. Hannah's wearing like a like kind of a yellow dress that's um I guess it's like church suitable, but not like too plain, you know? No, I mean just by her very nature too, Hannah looks hot. Like she looks really good. It's not super cleavagey, I guess. No, it's not know. like a not like a like a what you would call like a sexy. Yeah. Outfit per se, it's not slutty, but she looks, you know, she looks good. She looks yeah. hot. Um Toby looks pretty put out. They look awkward as fuck together. Well, and it's it, it was funny to me just thinking about how confident Toby looks. Like Toby walks in looking kind of put out and annoyed, but like he controls the room. Yeah. Where you think back to like uh Homecoming in season 1 when we went with with uh, Emily and how awkward he was and he's like worried that he would have to dance and obviously Toby's a lot more confident now. Yeah, Toby's just like, fuck you, weird religious nerds. Mm-hmm. I got a suit. I got a haircut. I got weird cheekbones. Oh, and he's like, Hannah, you want something to drink? And Hannah, interesting line, she says, I don't drink anything that isn't shrink-wrapped. Like, that's that's Hannah's reality now, basically. All these girls' reality. <laughs> like, Yeah, so so then Toby's he's trying to play it cool. And so finally he asks her, like, well, who am I here to scare off? And she's like, yeah, he's like, who do you want me to fuck up? And, and he, like, what? <laughs> he reminds her of like the creep story that he was told, obviously by Spencer. And so Hannah looks around and she just points out this like random group of nerds. Yeah. Which made me think of the scene when the three guys like hit on JLo in uh, out of sight for a minute. Oh, I don't even remember that. Um, uh, in like the bar when before I've seen George that movie like once 15 years ago. But yeah, so, uh, Toby then flashes these guys a mean <laughs> mug in the most hilarious fashion well it's like it's just like oh that group of church nerds over there and toby's just like hard look you know that's all i wrote down in my notes yeah like he's given them some kind of like gypsy stare which <laughs> this this whole i mean he might as well have done the thing where like he kind of fake like lunges at them or whatever yeah but, like this is super gift worthy <laughs> 
Um, the church nerds then fucking scatter. And Toby's just like, he really should just be like, can I go now? Like, he should have pulled out like the finger guns and like blown the smoke off of them, really. And then like pointed at his forehead in that weird way that he does. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. were they thinking? So Ted and Ashley walk up and there's like the little comedy where they, uh, Ted thinks that Hannah and Toby are together and they're just like, oh no, God, no, no, me and him, no, seriously, we're not yeah, he's together. He's like, you're a very lucky man, Toby. And she's like, what? This guy? Fuck no, just friends. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Spencer, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, Toby. I'm Hannah. Yeah. I can I can clear a better like class of like weirdo. Um. So then Ashley says to Ted, well, "Why don't we find ourselves some adult beverages?" And Ted's like, "Oh yeah, they're not serving alcohol here." And, and Ashley's-, Ashley's expression is basically fuck. And Hannah just has this like LOL look on her face, like haha, take that, mom. Well, yeah, Ashley's looks as fuck, but then she's just like, yeah, all right, church, LOL. Well, let's get out of here then. And Ted's just like, basically like, well, like, no, like, how how would you like a root beer instead? Well, no, he Ashley drops the whole, like, uh, well, maybe we could find some uh, beer to get, turn some water into wine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, ha, 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 how about a root beer? And Ashley's like, maybe if we wait a while to ferment and turn into real beer, I need booze. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then like like a vampire needs blood. Yeah. Yeah. Then we see Wilden like walk in over the door and Hannah kind of freaks out and drags Toby away. Wilden, he's there for some reason. We don't know. This is like uh this is Toby's moment. Like he really needs his opportunity to do like uh Caleb's like, could you girls just back off? Like mm-hmm. Like he needs like really he's really like soaking in like how fucking weird his girlfriend's friends are. Yeah. Well, because later on you can tell he's bored and, and pissy, and yeah, he's like Hannah, do you want to like dance or something? And she's like, no. And he's like, whatever. And so Hannah's like, no, fine, yeah, sure, let's dance. Yeah. yeah. So they go oh. and dance. Uh, cut to Ted is telling Ashley just this fucking lame story about like some. Hiking. Some like hike he went on, or like, oh, you could really hear the wind and the trees and blah, blah, blah. And when he got to the top of the mountain or the hill or the whatever, guess what? The sun was shining. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's like, I should take you. And Ashley's like, oh, how about this next Sunday? And he's like, ha, 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 I'm kind of busy. And Ashley's like, why not the Sunday after that? And he's like, I'm busy every Sunday. Uh, Hannah didn't tell you. And Ashley's like, oh, shit, you're a pastor. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, more root beer. And Ashley's like, Ugh. boy, is my face red. Yeah. yeah. So um, he he gets out to get her some more root beer, and she like kind of tucks her cleavage in, you know, because yes. she's wearing a fairly low cut like dress. I mean, it's it's nothing like scandalous or anything, but this is something that you'd wear on a date. Yeah, but she's easily like she's thinking to herself, I have to put at least a good inch or two of cleavage away. Mm-hmm. Like like the girls like their work is done tonight. Um, so, you know, while they're dancing, Toby basically reveals to Hannah that he knows that she's bullshitting him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what am I doing here? He said, that kid is scared of his own shadow and definitely scared of yours. And I just wrote down Hannah, colon, lies. <laughs> and Toby yeah. says, this place, you know, he's like, this place is lame. It's just about Caleb. And Hannah's just like, no, maybe. <laughs> well, no, th- Toby has the greatest, most hilarious Toby line ever. Cause he says, Hannah. I've had naps more exciting than this party, and so have you. I mean, when Toby's criticizing your party, yeah, yeah. you've done something wrong. Yeah, something is seriously wrong here. This guy poops in the bag, Hannah. <laughs> Come on. Um, so, yeah, then Ashley shows up, and she gives Hannah that look like, we need to talk. 
So Hannah rushes away, and Toby just kind of scowls, pulls out his phone, and he's like, hey, Spencer, I'm about to leave. He's leaving a voicemail. You know, he says, I'm about to leave. Uh, I want to know why you and Hannah are lying to me. So Toby, he's like, I'm not a complete fucking idiot. I may look like one. Mm-hmm. Weird face. And I might be one. But. Yeah. So H- Ashley takes Hannah in the other room, and she's basically like, what the fuck? Well, she's like, why didn't you tell me Ted was a pastor? And Hannah's just like, LOL, he is? Yeah. Like, that's, that's like I'm, literally what my notes say. Neither of them know that. You know, like, it yeah. totally runs in the family. Neither of them clued into the fact that this totally lame-ass guy was a pastor. So Ashley reveals that, like, she's kind of replayed the last half an hour back in her mind, and she looks pretty fucking slutty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and she's, she's like, made talking all- about booze constantly. <laughs> and, and Hannah's just like, what? Like, you're a wine connoisseur. You know, and she and- says, I wore a dress with cleavage. And Hannah says, that is practically a turtleneck. Yeah. And as she points out, you know, that if you look at her track record, she's no angel. And Hannah's just like, yeah, well, who is? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So Ashley comes back to talk to Ted Ugh. and they're, they're gonna, dance but you know it's kind of it's a little awkward but actually kind of gonna give it a go and then wilden shows up to be creepy well ted is to, to show that he's a fucking dork he's just like hey word of warning my dance moves start at the running man and they end with roger rabbit of course they do and ashley's just like what's the opposite of being like wet yeah <laughs> what's the opposite of sploosh yeah um yeah willen shows up to be just fucking creepy as shit um he kind of like you know reintroduces himself to pastor ted well, he, there. I, I didn't write down the exact line but he basically is just like oh yeah haven't seen you in a while ashley and ashley's like uh yes uh my daughter was best friends with allison de Laurentiis, and wilden was working that case you know that that's why our paths cross and he's just like i'm sure they'll cross again yeah yeah, so Ashley starts to dance with Pastor Ted after Wilden leaves, and she's like looking over, like you know, Wilden, and Wilden's like looking at her while he's talking to somebody else, and for- he's just like doing that like creepy nod, you know which, what I mean? Which yeah, yeah, but I mean like he's like sitting there like theoretically talking to some other people, and I want them to be like, "Are you even listening to me? Or are you just staring at that woman?" And Wilden's <laughs> like, "No." So, um, uh, but yeah, ten seconds into this dance, Ashley's just like, "Yeah, you know what, Ted." I've got a headache. I need to go home without explanation. Yeah. So he walks her out. And that's, that's the end of that cut to this is a little bit later. Uh, there's an Emily scene here. I'm going to leave in her section, but Hannah goes into the church to stake out. And then she like, she hears somebody come in. So she ducks and hides behind. No. Yeah. Real quick. This is the same church, right? This is the from season one. Season one, that Ian fell out of the bell tower. Yeah, same church. This, this is like a there's a good been a dead body in this church, like for realsies, like not like yeah. a funeral dead body, like a dead body. Yeah, like this is where Allison's funeral was too. Um, yeah. So Hannah ducks behind a pew because she hears somebody coming in from like the front uh, up where the, uh, the we, pulpit would be. Yeah, we get because like they're going into commercial. We get a lot of, a lot of interesting shots. So this is definitely a man walking towards her but like it becomes pretty clear this is not like somebody in a hoodie this is a guy in a suit guy in a suit and it's wilden because hannah's just like ducking down behind a pew and wilden basically just walks right over and like you know turns and stares at her in the pew and so she finally kind of looks up and it's like oh when we i mean when we say ducking down behind a pew i mean let's be let's let's paint this picture a little clearer hannah's literally on her hands and knees like she's not like hiding per se like it's a really weird position to then be found in um mm-hmm. but uh wilden you know like reveals that he has the note from like you know garrett's mom's you know hospital yeah, the bracelet. nurses found it 
after uh, Hannah went to visit. And Hannah's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But he's not letting it go. Like, he knows Hannah wrote the note. Um, he's wondering why she's helping Garrett. He's, like, asking if basically, like, all that shit they went through with Ian in season one was just so these four girls could help Garrett. Yeah, he thinks they're covering for Garrett. And <laughs> Hannah's kind of probably thinking, like, LOL, you are so far off. Uh, but then Wilden gets super creepy. And he's, he's like, I'll bet your mom was your age. I'll bet when your mom was your age, she caused a lot of problems. But, but she knows, she how, knows to how to get, get rid, rid of, of problems. problems. And Hannah just has this look like, ew. <laughs> you know? And then uh, Wilden says, all you do is create them. Yeah. Yeah, and, a little super fucking creepy. And then Hannah's had enough, and she just, like, takes off. Well, she takes off. She has, like, one last, like, look back at Wilden. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny is that in this episode, Wilden has basically flashed the same wordless, creepy look at both Ashley and Hannah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dudes being shady in this episode. I mean, Ezra, Wilden It's Rosewood. Now. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's some shady dude action here. Uh, so, Emily is pretty quick. Yeah, not a lot with Emily here. Uh, she got that address from Hannah of where the jacket came from. So she goes there, State Street and Riverside Avenue, I think it is. And there's a basically just like this weird street side donation bin, kind of like a public mailbox. Yeah, like in a but, wall, but like for building. clothes. Do they? Is that real? I mean, do uh, they have those? I've never seen something like that. You, they have those things, but that's where you basically like drop off your bill to the power company or something. Well, like no, I I know what a public mailbox is. But, but th- like, do they have a street side donation bin where uh, it's like come drop off like shoes and clothes here? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe if we were you know good people or altruists, so, we'd know that. But we don't. yeah, so she's she's standing there. She's found this like mailbox, looking around, and she sees across the street there's a diner called Sputniks. Sputniks, and, and she, she has, has a flashback. flashback to that night. No, she has a flashback to like the fucking fifties. Yeah, yeah, she's like looking in through well, no, the window, and it's like Nighthawks. Yeah, yeah, it's Nighthawk, exactly. It, but like these, I mean, these characters are like dressed up like they're like like nineteen twenties gangsters or something. Yeah, it's very fucking weird. But yeah, she decides <laughs> she, to go inside. She like not only did she flashback, she flashbacked and time traveled. Like Emily's just like, oh god, what were those drugs? <laughs> I'm seeing into Rosewood's complicated. Yeah. and past. we flashback to present day, and so obviously the Steiner's familiar somehow. It's Emily remembers it. Uh, so next scene, she's. She's in the diner. She's ordered herself a meal, and she's kind of just like looking around the place. She gets a brief text from Hannah talking about Toby coming as her date, and then as she's puts look, putting her phone away, she's kind of staring at the menu or it's like the, like the placemat really. That's the placemat. Yeah. Uh, and there's a like a maze on it. It's like it's kind of it's like an old timey diner where they have like a maze and other little games you can play mm-hmm. on the the placemat. And then she flashes again to. Of the maze like half filled out and like all like drunkenly that night and there's well, a waitress who's who, not just that there's whoever it's basically like a pov shot mm-hmm. but like there's the maze filled out and then there's like a scribbled writing of the words i'm sorry i left you yeah and then the waitress is, says uh hey you better get her home before she passes out because there's someone next to her who has like an ink mark on their wrist uh, we don't see who exactly though, but assuming yeah. somebody's with her. Yeah, like uh, looks like a weird, you know, 
like fancy tattoo with like an eye on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Emily kind of sees in this POV shot like her reflection, the little mini jukebox on the counter there. And then we see this this hand, this this male hand is like holding Emily's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the flashback ends, and Emily is like there in the diner, and she's just kind of like, "Whoa, <laughs> shit, what the fuck?" You know. And then she grabs her bag and gets the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. Later on, Emily gets a call. She's kind of at home, just spacing out again. Hannah's like, hey, like, Wilden's here. Like, get here already. So Emily finally shows up at this lame church party. Uh, oh. she, Emily's wearing a very cleavagey dress here. This is a very, I, I can, in my notes, I basically just wrote, like, va 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 boom. Yeah. Emily is like, I don't care if I'm going to a church dance. I'm going to, I'm going to outdo Mrs. Marin there. Yeah, I'm going to own it. Yeah. Um, she, of course, runs into. Holden, of all people. Yeah, who remembers Holden? Arya's uh, beard from season two. So when he's not like doing like underground like fighting circuits, he's also attending like the lamest church dances in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. And he's acting just kind of weird, and he's just like, "Would you like a cupcake?" And he holds he's- out the cupcake, and we see that on his wrist, on the inside of his wrist, he has that same ink mark from the flashback. Yeah. Well, we find out that it's basically it's not a tattoo. It's it's a stamp. It's a stamp. And he's like, oh, it's from a party that changes venues. Which hey. is like, what are you going like, Eyes Wide Shut parties, Holden? Where the <laughs> yeah. fuck do you think Of course you are? he is. He's an underground fight club. Uh, yeah. And so Holden's like, oh, yeah, I used to see your friend there. And Emily's like, who are you talking about? And he's like, your girlfriend? And she's like, Maya? And he's like, yeah. Anyway, I got to go. Yeah. I got to go do whatever the fuck I I do. And so Emily just kind of like spaces out and like flashes back again. And now... We see in her flashback that it was Holden who was next to her. Yeah. She, she, she like, well, you don't, I mean, you don't see his face in the flashback. But you see the back of his head, mm. but it's clearly like Holden's like weird curly guy hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Uh, so then Emily meets up with Hannah and kind of tells Hannah about this Holden situation and how Holda seemed to know Maya, but now she can't find Holden anywhere to talk to him. Right. And Hannah's like, well, that's great. Go wait by the side door so we can see who goes into the church. And yeah. that's really it for Emily in this. She doesn't have a whole lot to do. Which is, you know, like, I feel like Emily kind of gets the shortest of shrift of the characters now. But Yes like, and no. I mean, this first half of season three is kind of her season. Yeah, yeah. Her, her she half is season. The, the big thing of that night. Yeah. But um, it's just weird that... The, that this is, I mean, I guess you're mostly like, oh my god, like Arya barely has any scenes in this episode. Well, dramatically, yeah, really, dramatically, it's not super interesting to just have somebody remembering shit. Yeah, yeah, really. Hannah and Spencer are out there being active. Well, Emily just kind of like walks around and occasionally like goes in like a fugue state when she like sees something that reminds her of something else. Yeah, watching like Emily just stare off into space with her mouth hanging open, it's, it's fucking enthralling. Yeah. But she did oh. look very nice in that dress. Oh, my goodness. Um, so Spencer, it's her turn. She's Googling April Rose while Toby's blathering on and on about some contractor bullshit. Yeah, she's texting um, Hannah. She's and Spencer's just like, that's great, honey. Hmm, that's yeah. great, honey. Custom beams. Yeah, and Toby realizes he's getting the brush off. And she's like, I'm sorry. I just have a lot of work to do. And Toby, he like sits down right next to her and he's just like, that's okay. I'll just sit next to you and watch you type. And then he and does. It's fucking go away, Toby. But, but that's what he does. Like for yeah. like five seconds, he just sits there and watches her type, and like she's still like looking down at her computer screen where she has been like researching April Rose, like Google hits, and like one of them is like an April Rose, like OBGYN or whatever, <laughs> and she's just kind of like, uh, 
I guess I'm not even worried that he's gonna like look down and see this because he's too busy staring at the side of my head. Yeah. So they just make out some basically. Yeah. Because he he's he's basically like I'm planning on distracting you here, and she's like, oh, whatever. Uh, and so they make out until Peter walks in. Peter, yeah, Peter Hastings. fucking Hastings walks in from a run, and there's this great bit where he kind of walks in and like there's like like he doesn't look over at them, but like mm-hmm. he's kind of clearly like disgusted to see his like his daughter like the the Hastings. Well, he's he's come back from a run, and he's just like, oh, I missed the days when you ran with me. And Toby's just kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, I, not, I'm gonna go. It's not delivered like that buoyantly. It's just kind of like, I miss the days when you ran with me. And Toby's just like, yep, that's my cue to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he leaves, and Spencer's just like, well, here we go. We're about to have a confrontation. So yeah. she asks where, where the mom is, where Veronica is. It, it just immediately starts giving the third degree. Where's mom? What's going on with mom's case? Why aren't you why aren't you telling me? And like he's just very evasive, and she's just like, you know, why are you why are you not answering all of my questions? And he says, I know how crazy you get about this stuff. Oh, I, I love the way this, this scene goes because she's asking all these questions. He mentions a couple things. And then finally, he's just like, I wish I never brought up this whole Garrett thing. And she's like, you didn't bring it up. I asked you questions. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, well, I know how crazy you get about this stuff, champ, you know? Um, so we find out the physical evidence that the police had on Garrett can't be retested. Yeah. Either there's it's kind of dodgy. It or it's, it's tainted. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer starts to freak out because it looks like like Veronica is requesting that the evidence be thrown out because it can't be retested, and and Peter's like, and she's probably going to get what she wants because that's what happens with your mom. Well, so it's just like, but but the prosecution is like relying on this evidence. Like without this evidence, they don't have a case. And Peter's just like, that's kind of what your mom is expecting. Yeah, she is one of the best lawyers in uh, Philadelphia, apparently. Yeah, I mean, he he's like this close to like throwing up the high five that Spencer will never return. Um, so we catch up with Spencer later. She's like chilling on this bench somewhere in like downtown Rosewood. Well, this is where Jason has his like bullshit real estate office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. like, I don't know, like counsels on mortgages for at risk buyers or who knows what <laughs> at risk um, youth buyers mm-hmm. who might also be high on drugs like him. Like, yeah. Um, but she's like just chilling on this bench, like checking out more like April Rose, like Google hits on her iPad. Jason walks up. She, wants to talk about jason about garrett's place or garrett's case but she's she's got a plan to make sure it doesn't fall apart well jason jason knows that the evidence might get thrown out like he's he's keyed into that oh remember back when season one jason was like like hounding the cops yeah yeah crawling Um, up their asshole yeah yeah spencer's like you know i need you to help me like i had this plan to keep care keep garrett in jail uh the April Rose, like I need to know who this person is. I can't figure it out on my own. And Jason's like, I never heard of him. Yeah. So then we see that uh, Peter Hastings pulls his car up somewhere downtown, and he's watching the two of them. It's like maybe a hundred feet down the street. Yeah, he's watching them. In Grimm's That's Street. another like weird male being creepy in this episode. This was, but like the the in the language of the show, much like Mad Men, the thing missing is that after like five seconds of watching them, like unapprovingly, like. Like Peter Hastings should have then like raised pulled a glass out a of scotch, you know, yeah, and just like sipped it while he stared. Um, later, like we see that Spencer and Jason they keep talking, and Jason is basically just like, "Oh, to be honest, Spencer, I was so fucking high that I don't know if I knew this girl or not." Yeah, I might have met her, might not have. I don't know. Shit. I might have met the president for all I know. I might have been the space. Oh, well, and really stoned for a really long time. 
Spencer brings up the the NAT club. I haven't heard about them for a while. And yeah. she says, maybe April Rose was one of the girls that they filmed. And Jason's like, oh, I, I didn't film any of them. At first, he's like, how would you know about that? And then he's like, well, I didn't film any of them. And Spencer's like, but you watched them. Like, how did you get the honor of doing that without doing any of the grunt work? But it's, it's implied, I think, that, like, she's like, you watch them and obviously derive some kind of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Like, you weren't, like, like, you know, attacking this. You weren't tearing this down. You clearly enjoyed a membership in the club. Yeah. Oh, and so she's like, well, how did you get to watch these videos if you weren't doing the filming? And Jason says, it was my idea. Which is Ew. interesting. That the NAT club was like Jason's brainchild, apparently. Uh, but then he's like he, the like he, the drooling stoner guys, like, oh, we should just get a camera and just you know, just fucking just like film girls, man. Shit, yeah, fuck, you know, like what is that? Sounds about right. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he's he then he kind of is like, you know, I was on a lot of drugs or whatever. Um, so I, you know, he kind of like plays off like he wasn't really that involved, even though it was his idea. Yeah, and he says maybe April Rose was one of Ian and Garrett's employees, hmm. and he says that Ian and Garrett were paying girls to set up their friends to be videotaped, which yeah. is super creepy. Yeah, <laughs> like that, like one of them, like say say they're paying Allie. I don't think this is the case, but say they're paying Allie, and then Allie would like make sure that them and all the liars would like change in front of an open window, right, to be filmed. Like that's just <laughs> gross. It's gross, but you know the sad thing is, is that like this is a few years even after like Girls Gone Wild. Like these gross ass dudes in Rosewood are basically like some kind of like like skeezy like internet entrepreneurs. You know? Yeah, I wonder if that was their plan. Um, but you see, Peter's still watching. Peter Hastings is still down the street, and Jason says that he'd he'd walked away from the NAT club at that point, but it seemed like Ian must have had some help. Like he couldn't have filmed it all himself. And he says, you know, I kind of got the feeling that maybe he was filming it for someone else. Hmm. Um, nice, deft way that Jason just sideslips any responsibility for the NAT club, which oh, was yeah. apparently his idea. Yeah. Well, like, he, at one point, he literally says to Spencer, like I said, I was really messed up. High school was just one big blur. And it's like, oh, by the way, for this indeterminate this amount of time. two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take no responsibility for my actions whatsoever. Um, he's so, like class of 2004 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which might've been a hundred years ago for all Jason knows. Yeah. So high. Um, so later Jason comes out of some kind of meeting, which like, I don't know, like AA, who knows? Peter's out there waiting for him. Um, Peter basically asks Jason, leave Spencer out of this. Well, he says, uh, she should have her energy focused on this, this, her future, not this case. And Jason says, maybe you should tell your wife that. And so Peter says, Jason, you're wrong about Veronica. She didn't take this case out of spite. She doesn't hate you. And Jason's like, oh, I don't think she hates me. I think she hates you. Burn. Yeah. Um, and Peter, Peter's just like, ah, look, just, I don't want Spencer to get any more obsessed. <laughs> but he's kind of just still like pleading of Jason, you know, mm -hmm. to be cool, do right by like Spencer. But Jason's just giving him some excess. Well, and then he's, I, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it's something about like, which sister are you talking about? You know, it appears to have more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting thing too, because I think the line was something like Peter saying, like, you know, like think of your sister here or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think he, like Peter's implying or like leave, you know, whatever your sister's case, like Spencer shouldn't be involved with your sister's case and meaning Allie and Jason's throwing back that like, you know, he has three sisters. Mm -hmm. um so a, re a real hardship for sure yeah, 
Yeah, especially when you were high for that long. Uh, Spencer has her meeting of Hannah in her room. And then later, Spencer's like coming downstairs. She's like getting ready to leave. There's a knock on the door. It's Jason who lets himself in. He's just like, I found April Rose. He's got like the, the yellow pages with him. And he's like, it's the not a person or whatever. Not yeah. a person. It's an antique store. And it's like April Rose antiques, which like, honestly, Spencer, you couldn't have found that. Or they I don't, not have a website. I, I feel like like Spencer's not gonna on chalk Yelp. it up to some kind of like yeah, Jason, you've got Hastings blood in you or whatever. <laughs> but it's like eh. also, I wanted to say like if we could say like a, a quick like Game of Thrones kind of analogy there is in the previous scene is like Peter like kind of implying that like Jason is Jon Snow and like uh, that he knows Veronica's, nothing. Veronica's Cat Stark. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so but I love this little interchange too. Like he shows her the thing for like the antique shop. Like it's not a her, it's an it. Spencer takes one look and she's just like, You're driving. Mm-hmm. So they go to this antique store. There's lots of antique stuff inside. Uh various mannequins and cabinets and whatever. It's the kind of place that shows up in PLL. Yeah. Uh there's this creepy old lady sitting like behind the front desk, kinda like rocking back and forth. She almost looks like a mannequin or like dead or something. Like she's so vacant eyed. Yeah. She's got like headphones on. Um, yeah, she's, she's just, just like, like kind of rocking back and forth being creepy. Uh, and some, some guy comes in to like help Jason out. Some old, old guy. Yeah. Um, old man proprietor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jason's like trying to inquire at this guy. Like, did, did anybody well, leave anything behind? And well, it's the funny the way he has to phrase it. He's like, uh, has anything been set aside? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, uh, a friend might have dropped something off. And we kind of, we cut away from that to what Spencer is like looking around at shit. But you can hear in the background, the guy's like, wait, you're coming in and, and just asking me if somebody left something you don't know who, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, but Spencer has been looking around and she sees that a mannequin has like, uh, like this weird little kind of like bracelet thing, like hanging Charm from bracelet it. thing. Yeah. yeah. Flashback. Yeah. Well, there's like a, you can see clearly there's like a little eight, like a, like letter a charm on there. There's like an Eiffel tower charm, but yeah, flashback. So Spencer is in, uh, I think it's her room. Yeah. She's, she's going through her chick flick DVD binder to pick out a movie. Yeah. Looking for a movie to watch. Allie is in a bathrobe. And she's painting her nails, and she's got that that the bracelet on. It's an anklet, actually. She's wearing it around her ankle. She's, I mean, like you, you're initially presuming that like Allie's basically just like freshened up for bed. It's like mm-hmm. a sleepover. Spencer's at first suggesting that they go with something classic, like when Harry met Sally, <laughs> and then the Notebook, you know, for the millionth time. When Harry met Sally seems like a, a little adult for teenagers. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Like not adult for Spencer. But. There's a scene where a woman fakes a ra- rather audible orgasm in a public yeah. place in that movie, and oh. then all that gratuitous Billy Crystal. Well, and then Allie has this great and fairly saucy line where she says, don't you just love finding new places to wear jewelry? (laughs) And Allie's, you know, kind of like shakes her ankle to show it off. And she says it was given to her by someone. And Spencer's like, oh, is this one of your like many mysterious dudes that we've never met? And Allison says, no, it's from a friend. Which, like, I want Spencer to be like, like, this is old Spencer. This is young Spencer. Like, mm-hmm. current Spencer have been like, that's even more cryptic. Yeah. But, uh. So we cu- cut back to present day. Spencer, like, takes, like, a scarf or something out and, like, uses it to pick up the anklet off of the mannequin. Yeah. Like so she's, she's not touching it herself. But, yeah, in that flashback, 
Allison's very dismissive at one point where she's just like, I don't really care what movie you pick or something mm-hmm. like that. So the flashback kind of continues again. Um, yeah, Allison after, after we up, see Spencer pick up the anklet, we flashback again. Yeah, Allison takes off her bathrobe to basically reveal that this like, incredibly like slinky little dress under It's like a tight red dress on underneath. Yeah, and she basically reveals it, that she's taken off. She's like, like, I'm going out. And Spencer's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, Allie says there's like a guy who can get them fake IDs and she has well, to go meet him at a party to pick him up. She says that there's a, she has a friend who has the hookup for the mm-hmm. fake IDs and they're going to go to a party to meet that hookup. Um, and Spencer's pissed. I mean, you, you quickly get real right away that, that Spencer is like the alibi. This is where yeah. Allison's parents think that Allison's going to be. But Spencer's pissed, says this is typical. Whenever Allison and her make like plans, like once like Allison gets like a better offer, she ditches Spencer. Mm-hmm. And Allison's like, chill, bitch. Like, yeah. uh, this cool. is going to ensure that we have this great summer full of like frat boys, which for some reason is a good thing to Allie. Frat what, boys fucking Instead blow. of chilling at the kitty table, we'll mm-hmm. be languishing on futons with frat boys. Yeah. And Spencer's like, <laughs> Spencer's like, why would anyone want to hang out with frat boys? They're on seriously futons. the worst yeah. people on earth. Yeah. Uh, but so Allison's like, I gotta go to my friends here. And Spencer's like, well, which friend? And Allison just kind of looks back at her and like pauses for a moment. And it's just like, you don't know her. And then Allison mm-hmm. leaves, and there's like this kind of weird, like slow mo close up on her ankles as we see that that anklet, you know, as she walks off in very high heels as she walks yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, very adult high heels. Yeah, um, and it's it's fascinating too because uh, Sasha Petersa was probably maybe sixteen when she filmed this, right? And yet she still looks older and more mature than Spencer does. Well, and and it's it's not just her acting; it's also like whoever she has a scene with. But like yeah. the commanding presence of the like alphabet mm-hmm. here, yeah. Um, so back in the antique shop, you know, in the present day, like Spencer's like she's showing off her find to like Jason and Jason, and she's like, like, "I'm sure this is Allie's ankle. She never took it off." Right. So the old guy proprietor comes over, and he, you know, they ask about the bracelet, and he's just like, "Oh, I've I've never seen that before. Like, I don't know how they got here." So they want to buy the bracelet, but he can't sell it. Like, there's no tags. It's a display piece. Like, selling well, it's not Basically, his this just comes out. Jason's just like, 100, 200, 400, hands over some cash. And the guy's like, uh, sure. Sold. <laughs> and he just kind of, he, he puts the cash in his pocket and just kind of turns around. As though, yeah. like, whatever happens behind me, I'm not involved in. <laughs> it's like a Lucas move. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then we you know, cut to, like, later. We're outside the police station. Spencer, like, she's getting that voicemail from Toby. Uh, Jason comes out of the police station having basically just dropped the bracelet off at the cops. He said he he told them that he got it on an anonymous tip. He's like, I think they bought it. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, we'll see. You know, we we gave him some evidence. We'll see what happens. So Spencer asks him to give her the letters that prove that, you know, they had the same dad. And he says, you know, like, he doesn't really want to do that because it's just going to hurt her. And Spencer kind of has this moment where she's just kind of like, huh. That's funny. Like you and Allison are so so different. Like like you want to spare me from being hurt. Allison would have wanted me to see those letters specifically because it would have hurt me. Mm-hmm. And Jason, he kind of wonders what what kind of person Allie would have become. He says he 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 works with a lot of people who have attitude, but if you peel back enough layers, he, you kind of see the the real human being underneath. Right. And Spencer's like, you know, with Allie, I just keep peeling, and all I find is new layers. Well, it's it's a really good idea or interesting idea to ponder too, because like you don't in all these flashbacks, you don't really get a lot of sense of who 
the four liars were back then just what their relationship was and how they adored allison you know like you get mm. like a little bit of like whatever their issue is their secret but like you see on the show how much they've changed since then yeah so it's kind of interesting to ponder like you, know, you three years later what would have allison been like amazing yeah yeah. yeah yeah Ari would have oof. i mean as many layers as ally had then uh, fa- fascinating girl yeah so the next morning spencer comes downstairs and peter's waiting for her to chat peter wants to have a talk about the evidence that got turned in he's like i'm as i assume you know what i'm talking about yeah and he says the police have been looking for that anklet for two years they'd never told the press about it um but they it was something they were looking for and somehow she and jason managed to find it yeah so there's basically there's two small bits of blood on that on that anklet yeah, trace uh, amounts of blood some of them are Allison, and some of them are from somebody other than Allison, who we've disguised, discovered is not Garrett. Yeah, they can rule out Garrett as the other blood that's on it. Yeah. So, and so judge is throwing out the case. And Spencer's just like, that's not possible. And Peter is almost basically like, in your fucking face. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he wanted like like snap a photo of her shocked reaction or something. Well, I really this, this is going on the wall. I really love Spencer. She runs upstairs. She's like hyperventilating. Yeah, uh, she's freaking starting out. to cry. She grabs a pillow and like buries her face in it on her bed and just like screams. It's just like this this crazy anguished like scream that's muffled in the pillow. Oh yeah, um, and intense. then she she just like drops to her knees crying like she's. She's hanging on for a very, very thin she, thread well, here. It's, it's so fascinating is because she grabs her phone. She's clenching her phone and then she drops her knees and she's looking around like she is losing control, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like all involuntary. And so she raises the phone to her ear like she's about to call somebody when the text sound goes off. <laughs> and she gets a text from A that says, hey, hey Spence. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I have one more surprise for you. Garrett isn't their killer. Hey. And Spencer, yeah, Spencer loses her shit even more. Yeah, she's just like crying, kneeling on the floor. Um, man, it, rough days for Spencer. Oh, I mean, but it was like the absolute opposite of what she was expecting to happen. She thought she had finally found a way to uh, pin it on Garrett. And instead, it's the evidence is what gets him free. Yeah. And she's she's insured that, mm-hmm. um, all because so, of her. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the A tag. Yeah. Oh, we should say not totally free because in the A tag, A's eating some rainbow sherbet there mm-hmm. and looking at a newspaper. And the big headline is says charges have been dropped against Garrett in the De Laurentiis case, but the prosecution's still going to proceed with the Saint Germain case. So he's he's clear of the alley murder, but they're still trying to prosecute him for Maya. Yeah. Um, so then A pulls, which is interesting because we don't quite understand, I don't think, yet on the show, what ties Garrett into the, the Maya murder, but that's still hanging over him. So then A pulls out the classifieds, which is interesting because if I remember correctly, that was how Allison, it's not anything to do with that here, but that, that was how Allison and A communicated, right? Yeah. Uh, also another interesting thing is these are kind of, Another character mentioned the one ads earlier in this episode. Ezra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just thought that was interesting that we, we saw some ads again in this episode. So a pulls out the one ads and circles an ad for a room to rent. Mm-hmm. Then the cell phone comes out and A starts dialing. Mm-hmm. And that is the remains of the A. Yeah. 
I, you kind of wonder, like, title-wise, like, do the writers just have, like, pun A titles, like, on a notepad somewhere that whenever they can't think of a good well, episode title? I mean, it's got to be out. pretty easy to work an A in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see, any trivia or anything for this? Not really that I can see. I wish I knew what Western that was, but oh well. Yeah, it's uh, for, like, information completionists. Like, it's really frustrating. Yeah, definitely. So that was the episode. Um, before we go, just want to give a little mention. We, we got a couple reviews and some mentions on Reddit. So thanks to Natalie for her review and thanks to Zen Booty for their nice comments on Reddit. Uh, both fans of the show encourage them to uh, keep listening. We have six reviews right now on iTunes, all five stars. So I'm going to go ahead and say we're the highest rated PLL podcast on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. I checked. Nobody else has pure five out of fives for everything. So. And if you don't just dis- there we go. If you don't agree with us, we will fight you to the death. Sure. Um, yeah, this is a fun episode. It was a you know good episode for like, events happening, but it was also like a uh, like a really good episode just like for character moments, especially like Hannah. I think Hannah and Spencer. Hannah Spencer just, yeah. Anytime Spencer's losing her mind, it's good things are happening. <laughs> exactly. I think it was. Uh, it's Troy and Belisario who says that when uh, Spencer looks her worst, Troy and feels like she looks her best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fun episode. Um, the next episode is called Crazy. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, crazy. Who could that be about? <sighs> so many people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will be back to talk about that next week. Until then. Ta-ta. Bye.